and welcome back or welcome to the Life Without Limits podcast. I'm your host, Yogi Roth, and it's been a little while. It's been the summer. You might be on vacation. Hopefully, you're kicking back at a beach or driving somewhere fun, but there's a part of you that's probably amping up for the school year, the fall. You can't believe the summer is going by as fast as it is. I am the same way. College football is around the corner. We got media days on the Pac-12 Networks about a week and a half away from today. I mean, Let's get it on. I cannot wait, uh, primed and ready to go, and of course want to soak up the last few moments of summer. Where I've been, though, is really been entrenched in the high school football space. Just got back from Dallas, Texas, for an, from an event called The Opening. Think of football heaven. It's where the top 160-plus high school football rising seniors all drop in on from all across the country at every single position and compete. Compete at their specific position, compete in seven-on-seven, and for the quarterbacks, they compete to be the MVP. Now, I say that because I've been part of, for the last decade, the Elite 11. If you're not familiar, think of American Idol for high school quarterbacks. The staff at Student Sports and Stack Sports, they travel all across the country, find the top 24 high school quarterbacks, and bring them to Los Angeles for the Elite 11 finals. From there, we choose 12 to go to Dallas for the opening, which is where I just came from. Ultimately, you have the Elite 11 quarterbacks and the MVP. So, I tell you that story because today's guest has a major part in the Elite 11 2018 story. There will be a documentary series that will air later on this summer on the NFL Network and digital platforms, and Ruben will be a part of it. That's right, Ruben Rojas. He's an artist, he's a co-founder of what is known as Beautify Earth, but more importantly, he's a close friend of mine, and he's a street artist who really does a beautiful job of spreading the simple thought of love. Now, what I love about him is that he's also an athlete, or a former athlete like myself, but I don't think we ever lose that title of we think we are an athlete. Uh, we played college football. He's an outside backer, defensive end. Um, he's been a big-time competitor in CrossFit. He's one of those guys who's just jacked up, but he's got a smile that just makes everyone around him at ease and really comfortable. And I say that because... He can be described, and his art can be described, as a, quote, pleasure interruption to your day. He's known all across Venice and the west side of Los Angeles um, as a guy who spreads love through his street art. He's also been commissioned to create and curate amazing pieces in Europe, such as Paris. Um, he's, he's really blowing up in the street art community. So as a guy who's tasked with kind of curating the off-the-field moments for these high school quarterbacks, so we, we got to do some street art. I mean, this is a visual generation. This is how a lot of them are learning. Of course, every high school student athlete is on Instagram or Snapchat. So I said, well, what if we use the theme of 2018, which for us was I am, you know, the idea being I am more than a quarterback. You know, this year, in this era, social media is so intense. High school quarterbacks have 20, 30, 70,000 Instagram followers, and people are constantly telling them who they are. We want to give the power back to these young men. And say, well, let's define who you are. Let's guide that process with you and get you outside of I am a three-star, four-star, five-star, dual-threat, pro-style quarterback. But I am a son. I am a student. I am a lover of X. I am something. And we went down this process with them at the Elite 11. And we went so deep with all the -the off-the-field activities from our speakers like Alexis Jones or a yoga class where we blindfolded them and they had to get in touch with their senses and who they are and what they're about when things are uncomfortable. And we also did it with street art. Every student athlete, you can see it on my Instagram page or at Ruben Rojas's Instagram page, or you'll see it in the Elite 11 documentary series. 
they all got a canvas and within it they wrote I am and then their answer and the creativity and the artistry and the passion and the compassion and the words that were written by these 24 high school rising seniors they, they bring you to tears they were so powerful so emotional and none of them really said I am a quarterback there's so much more to these young men what we did is we took all those canvases and Ruben with his beautiful style pieced them and stitched them all together and created a mural with the Elite 11 logo with all of their statements, their I am statements. And this year being the 20th anniversary of the Elite 11, it was a powerful year. So I want to bring Ruben in and talk about his story, his art, what he did with the quarterbacks and how he views the world because he sees it through a lens that is about being a dreamer, is about leading with love, is about teaching, is about learning, is about sharing. And it's about understanding that, as he says, nothing is impossible unless we say it is. I'm getting out of the way. I really think you're going to enjoy Ruben Rojas, a storyteller, a creator, and a guy who really helped young men define who they were and ultimately who we were. All right, welcome to the Life Without Limits podcast. This is the first one, Ruben, that we're actually recording live from the Venice Beach Studio. We're kind of, you know, in, uh, inspired by you. We create a little art. We're trying to change up the space a little bit so we can have somebody in. So thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad I powdered my nose this morning. Yeah, yeah. Makeup has uh, handled everything, and the producers, thanks for, for handling that. Uh, but but I do think this podcast was originated to answer one question, and the question is, what does it mean to be human? Uh, so I want to start there because you have a lot of humanity and a lot of life that you live that we'll unpack, but I'm curious how you'd answer that one just to kick it off. That's a great question, Yogi. What does it mean to be human? I, I want to keep it really simple. There's two things. It's we are either love or loving, loved or loving, and or we're afraid and in fear. And I believe being human is being able to connect with people on that level, not overcomplicating it and realize, hey, I feel like you're a little bit of afraid. Let me give you some love. Let me open up some space for you. Let's connect, whether it's a heart, a hug, uh, just looking at them and giving them an acknowledgement. Or if they're sitting there with a little bit of love, is just giving them a simple hug and being in that capacity. It's, it's eye contact. The best example I could give you is when you're walking down the street and you see someone homeless. If you're the person that looks away, you're taking away from your own humanity. If you're someone that's looking at them, giving them acknowledgement and saying, hey, I see you, you're there and you're present and that's all they want, that's all you need to do. That's what's being human, seeing other people and giving them acknowledgement that they exist. Okay, so uh, we met playing volleyball. At least that's my recollection of yes. the first time we met. I got to meet your now fiance mm -hmm. and uh, we were just swinging and I was missing and we were spiking and I was missing and you were diving and we were laughing and we were having a good time. But as I got to know you, um, I got to learn that you have an athletic mind an athletic background, and I, and I think there's something to an athletic mind, the competitive temperament, the traits, how you've been molded. I'm curious for you as an athlete, when did you fall in love with a ball or a stick or whatever it was, and when was the first time somebody gave you love, as you said, as an athlete? Wow. First time I fell in love with ball... Honestly, the first time I came across one and something that you can take yourself and entertain yourself, something you can take with a group of friends and entertain yourselves or then take it to the next level and entertain 
a crowd, an audience in the world. And I think it really became with the fact that how much impact it makes because not all of us can do it. Not all of us can perform at certain levels, but we can all engage in it with our own capacities. So I think it's very inclusive in that capacity. As long as you're looking at it not from, I have to be the star athlete, but looking at it as, I love this game, and I'm going to be a spectator and cheer on the athlete, it's a very inclusive sp- sport. Uh, opportunity, it's, it's, that's, that's, where, that's the moment that it really ticked for me. So I, I love that because we all have this thing like, I think that uh, athletes, we are taught that it's okay to cry, after a game, whether you win or lose, oh, right? You win the championship. Of course you do. But we're also taught, and I, I don't think specifically, but I felt that, I'm curious if you did, that you're not allowed to cry anywhere else. So like the vulnerability of an athletic mind is amazingly vulnerable in their area of passion, right? Mm-hmm. Their field, their court, their pitch, whatever it may be, um, but, but nowhere else. You're a street artist. You have to find and tap into vulnerability just to express yourself. As you uh, are creating content and art across the globe, do you find yourself tapping into the athletic mind of that vulnerability which allowed you to perform? And it, was there a process to get there? Yes. That, the short answer is yes. So what I start looking at is when I look at something that I want to paint, when I look at something that I want to put on the wall and share, a lot of the times I'm talking to myself. And as an athlete, I was always talking and coaching myself and taking the feedback that my coaches were giving me and just repeating it. How can I do this better? How can I do that better? What are they telling me? How do I visualize it? And when I'm taking that same mindset and putting something up on the wall like you are beautiful, you know what? Honestly, there's many days where I wake up and I feel ugly, fat, and not good enough. So I'm telling myself, you know what, Ruben? You are beautiful. And maybe someone else is feeling that way too. And this is a way that I can give feedback to the world using art. Yeah, th- that's fascinating. So um, I talked about it in the open, but you became a part of the Elite 11 this year. Mm-hmm. Basically American Idol for high school quarterbacks, top 24 quarterbacks in the country. They're the dudes, right? Perceptually. They're the ones that have last year's top quarterback at 72,000 Instagram followers in high school. He's now at Clemson. I haven't checked, but I would guarantee it's at least doubled. Mm-hmm. Right? The top basketball recruit last year had 1.2 million Instagram followers in high school, right? Wow. So it, the, the platform's changing. Mm-hmm. The self-talk isn't, right? And how we perceive ourselves and whether you're 16 and the top quarterback in the country or our age – we wake up and have the same, sim- or at least similar thoughts of, to your, your quote, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I don't feel great today. Mm-hmm. Um, you dropped in and, and dropped in some amazing inspiration to these athletes. Sh- share uh, what, what you did with the athletes and really what you observed. Um, so we worked on a project using art. Um, it's, the reason why I like to use art is you're sitting there and actually creating it. You're writing it. It's physically happening to you as you're thinking and processing it. It's not just something you're thinking about, not something you're just studying or learning, but you're taking the time to write it down. So we took a project talking about I am and speaking to what you're saying. I mean, the self-talk of these athletes doesn't change, but the power of social media, I think is actually making them and also speaking for myself we feel smaller we're that much more alone yes i have a million instagram followers but what does that mean what is that pressure how much more does that add to the i am not good enough or i am not worthy of this or i need to be perfect and 
where do you go with that? I, I think it enhances that pressure. And if we're not careful, it's, it, it could really be a downward spiral. So with this exercise, what we were really trying to do, and my intention behind it as being an ex-athlete is, what am I after football? What am I after athletics? I am not defined by this game. I am of this game. I love this game. I play for this game. But where do I take what the game has given me? Instead of thinking that the game took it away from me. So it's really the mindset of looking at it from the other lens. And they each got to describe who they are. So I am legendary. I am a football player, but that doesn't define me. I am a son. I am a brother. I am an athlete. I am a god. I am the best. I am not perfect, but play as perfect as possible. I am love. I love. I want to be a husband one day. Like All these things coming from defining yourself in a non-egotistical capacity. Also, we talked a little bit about don't come from ego. Uh, And you can say, I am the goat. There is nothing wrong with saying, I am the greatest of all time because that's what you want to achieve. But are you coming from humility when you say that? Or are you coming from ego and trying to have the biggest cars and all the money? Which at the end of the day are just a band-aid for whatever else we're not feeling inside. So we individually put canvases together. They individually defined who they were. And some of them put down some amazing stuff. I was pleasantly surprised. At that age, I'm looking like when I was in high school, what was <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, we're thinking about girls. I'm thinking about getting 20 tackles in a game and and you know summer vacation. But uh, some of those things were were really. I was humbled with 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 how it came about. But then we took those canvases, put them all together, because as an athlete, it's very much I need to train, I need to track practice, I need to work on X, Y, I, I, I. Even though in team we know that there's no I in team. But when you know who you are, and now the I am becomes the we are, imagine being a quarterback of a team and you really are clear with who you are. Now you could take on the issues that maybe your receiver's having or your running back or the defense. Or Now you can be a leader leading by example because you're good with where you are. And now you're listening to them and say, hey, let me support you in this capacity. And so instead of saying... Um, you're messing up and now you drop my pass and now I look bad, which is much different than, okay, I understand you dropped the pass. Um, the route was there. What's going on with you? How can I support so that we can be better to win the game? Yeah. For, for those of the, that didn't follow the Elite 11 on social media, the whole theme this year was, was I am. And I believe that athletes are in a different era. When we played, and we felt the pressures that we put on ourselves or our small community. I'd like to say we were on the 10th floor of the building and we were going to fall, right? Our career's over. Give me your jersey. Give me a helmet. It's over. These young men now are on the 50th floor. So they're going to fall inevitably, but it's going to hurt that much more. Yes. And you and I may have sprained an ankle. These young men may do far worse. That's why I believe depression has doubled in recent years in major college football specifically. Uh, I want to know, you, you said you were humbled. When it was revealed, there's this great video that's on your Instagram page um, and will be on mine as well when we uh, share this podcast of when the kids saw it for the first time. I mean, these are young men that play in, on ESPN, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're on huge stages. They're invited to the 11. They're swagged out. And all of a sudden, the curtain comes up. And what did you hear? Oh, <laughs> oh. 
it was just like a little moment of oohs and ahs, and and I was like, I didn't even realize that till after I saw the video, mm -hmm. and that that was cool. Yeah. yeah, you know what I felt there was uh, an exhale, mm -hmm. right? Athletes, whew, I could be human again. Like, yeah, being human is seeing my flaws and writing down what I'm really about versus what you're telling me I'm about. What was it like for you? I, you know, I've been following your work for years now. I don't know if you've worked with athletes at, you know, that are the quote-unquote premier um, in, in their specific sport. Was, was that the first time? And if so, what did you, what did you glean from that outside of the humility from, from working with them? So, yes, that was the first time we did something um, specific to – you know, top class athlete and in such a small niche and being able to take art, right? Take a different message and be able to deliver it and have it actually resonate outside of the realm of sport um, was very powerful. That was my biggest takeaway. Number two is I want to do this again and mm -hmm. I want to do more of it. And there's something bigger with this. And there's been something that I've had brewing in the back of my head for like four years now of where I want to take this type of exercise or some other similar exercise that I just haven't done yet. Mm -hmm. So this did help. Thank you for stepping into that and really going forward and trying to create more of this. Um, and there's also, there's something else the power of sports and art is huge. We did a project in Brazil, the favelas. It's not good. Very bad, very dangerous. A lot of lot of people. Density creates more danger because there's scarcity of other things, and and you know people are trying to really survive. And there's this basketball court there, and it was decrepit. It was ugly. And you're talking about this is the only outlet these kids have to go bond and play and still be kids within all this danger around them. So we went in, uh, partnered with another organization that's already working there, and helped them fund repainting this court with some murals and some art. So now you're talking about being able to revitalize this blighted court, bring some really cool art in there, and have these place where these kids are already playing and now can play with some more love and color around them. So the power of that impact also is, is huge. So a lot of times as an athlete, we also don't know how to share. We don't know what's going on. Um, so taking an exercise like what we did with writing down on the canvas, or maybe they write themselves a letter. Maybe they take something and expand on that. And it's just giving them another tool to say, hey, this is how I can also write. It doesn't have to be a, your typical journal. Maybe people don't like to journal. Maybe you do it this way. So it's just art and sport, I think, is too, they go hand in hand. When did you say, I am an artist? Out loud. <laughs> um great you know what you know what's funny about that is because consistently in school i was pre-med and then i was in real estate for eight years and then i have financial planning for nine years and in between the last tail end of that i have this nonprofit i've been working with with a team of people um that we go around painting art and that's kind of led from one mural to another mural to another mural and i was still half in half out and being half in half out of anything is debilitating because you're trying to be, and as an athlete, you're trying to be the best in both. And you know that you can't be the best in both. You can't play, you can't run cross country and play football in the same season because they play simultaneously. It's just not possible. So I'm sitting here trying to be a full-on businessman, 
in finance and a full-on artist businessman and it's there's starting to get a conflict so when did it really happen i would say this year it does definitely happen more and more and more and i keep saying it all the time but probably november 2017 is when i said look this is this is what i have to do this is what i am and i'm tired of being half in half out take me through like where were you when you said I, people told me, so to answer that people, he's like, why you, you, this is just who you are. This is what you are. Mm -hmm. And as a giver, as being a big, big giver, giving all the time, it's sometimes really hard to receive, which takes away from how much you give. And then you become a taker, which is just another back and forth with energy. And when I started actually receiving from people, being able to take from them in the capacity of what they're giving me. So it's not taker and selfishness, but it's in receivership. That also started opening up more like just energy and believing this and doing that. So a couple of people just said, hey, you're, you're making money at this now, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, it's really cool. So you're like an artist making a living as an artist. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, that is happening. You're right. Like I didn't. You know, because it's so ingrained to us that you've got to go be a lawyer or a doctor or unless you're the one percent that's a pro athlete and an actor or actress, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's the typical things you do. Luckily, in L.A., it's a little bit different. We have more of the creative stuff and things going on. But for the longest time, it's like, how do I make a living as an artist? And people just started telling me, you're making a living as an artist. So being open to receiving that from people is really when I said, yes, I am an artist. Um, what was I wearing? I was definitely not wearing a suit and tie. <laughs> Haven't put one of those on in a while. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm in awe. I'm in awe of what's happening, what's growing, where it's leading me, how it's changing. Um, also just realizing that I'm not committed to just a canvas right painting on a canvas like I'm, I'm doing walls and clothes and shirts and hats and shoes and anything i can do this elite 11 thing was amazing um i want to get into sculpting i just anything that can help move the message forward using art but it doesn't have to look like art right that's the biggest thing that i think we all get stuck on what does this look like right what do i look like up here what do people think of me because that's also another thing as an artist that I've realized tapping into that vulnerability. Um, one of my things is like, what do people think of me? What do I look like? What if they don't like it? Like, these are all normal conversations. So it's actually helping me to just hear something. I like it. Do you like it? Do you not like it? I don't know. I'm going to keep doing it. Um, eventually people are like, yeah, they like it, but I'm doing it for me. There's this great book by a friend, uh, Erwin McManus, that's called The Artisan's Soul. And it basically begins by that self-talk of like, hey, you want to paint something? No, I'm not an artist. I don't want to do that. Your, your fiance actually was a catalyst for me in that moment. I went to an event where I came late and I missed the painting of my canvas. And I was like, oh, I'm cool. I'll just hang out. She's like, no, 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 dude. You're painting the canvas. And I remember getting the paintbrush and being like, the last time I painted was eighth grade when Mrs. Stubel told me, you're not good in our class. And I remembered that. And it was like, whoa, okay, like, 
let's just see what I'm going to create here, right? And it was super weird and awkward and sweating, and I was like by myself, so I had nobody like next to me to talk to, but it was an amazing moment to be like, yeah, just like Erwin says in his book, like we're all artists, like you have an artist soul, but it gets closed off the minute, whether it's, I don't want to project here generally, but like mom and dad say, get a real job, mm-hmm. right? Or somebody says, you know, you, you can't do that, like you want to be safe, you need health insurance, etc. This podcast in this season is helping people be the best version of themselves, and we're talking to people that are doing that. What do you say to that when people hear that? If you were talking to somebody and they said, man, I I don't even know if I'm my my passion, my muse is a brush, but I know it's creating. I know I have a soul that wants to create, uh, but I but it gets siphoned by my community, mm-hmm. people that are telling telling me who I am. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you say to that? Well, when it comes to creativity, a lot of I use different examples, and that's one of the things like what we did with Elite Eleven. I want to do creativity type workshops and speaking down the line, and. I've, thinking of exercises but when someone tells me because i always invite people come paint with me they're like oh i can't do that i'm like if i tell you to paint this section red you can do that you can take directions but creativity the simple answer is i'll go hey who dressed you today where did you buy that did you choose it up did you put that together that's your creativity putting you together so you created that and it's a very simple exercise and it's what you did, whether it looks good or not. It's a different ball game. Mm-hmm. Or I'll say, you know, do you like to cook? Yes. Okay. How did you make your eggs this morning? And then if they go as elaborate, well, I put bell peppers in this and I did, 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 did. I'm like, that's you creating that too. Maybe it's not painting, but you're still creating in everything that you're doing. You just don't realize it or define it as creativity. So art is an expression and it could be photography. It could be music. It could be poetry. It could be painting. It could be clothing it could be it could be anything so what is your canvas i use the urban environment as my canvas and whether i'm able to have a one-on-one conversation or paint a wall have a conversation with a wall that then 40 to 50,000 people get to drive by that's 40 to 50,000 people that i can impact every street artist does it for a different mean or capacity but it's definitely to give a message and the other thing that I do is like all these billboards. I'm not asking to see this all the time. So, hey, if I could put something underneath that billboard, not purposely, but it's kind of just happened where it says you are beautiful and that billboard says your boobs aren't big enough. Right. You know, so I, me, I'm just inviting the world to, to realize that there is a different lens and it's not the one that you're always looking through. Right. right? Today, I'm looking through this lens. I'm like, what if you choose other? What if you choose to shift and then see the world that way? It's not all negative doom and gloom. Um, So, yeah, it's just another form of people getting out there and sharing. And would I call it a renaissance? I mean, I'm not going to use that word, but it's definitely an opportunity. And there's a lot of ugly spaces out there that just are inviting the opportunity. I love that, man. Um, I think a lot of people that are watching or listening are thinking out loud, how does this even start? You know, I want to be a street artist or I have a message to say. Uh, how does it begin if you were kind of going to give somebody a manual of how to even begin a career, a path like this? Uh, going Obviously, we'll take out the illegal ways of doing it. We won't talk about that, but... Typically, if you want to start the way we started, or the way we moved the fish mission forward is door knocking, 
hey, Mr. Mrs. Dry Cleaner, your wall's ugly. Would you be interested in, you know, letting me do something here? Yes, no, yes, no. You get tons of no's. And then eventually you get a yes and you're like, oh, cool. Um, This is kind of my art. Do you like it? Maybe they don't like it. But me as an organization with Beautify will match Art Beautify Earth. We match artists. But maybe they'll be like, look, I want something like this and like this. And if you can make it all fit and, and work out, we're going to walk through the easy scenario here. You say, okay, cool. Here's the art, handshake, whatever. Do you want to help me cover some of the supplies for this? It costs money to do this. Yeah, I can throw you a couple bucks. Okay, cool. Maybe you go to a sponsor. Or you just do it out of your pocket. A lot of them I just put on my credit card and I do it myself. Mm. Just because I want to paint the message and spread it forward and look at the long term of everything. So let's say they say yes, you knocked, you paint, you're done. There it is. Legally doing it that way. Obviously that takes out if we need permits and all the other things that we need because a lot of times we do need the permits and the insurance and maybe we need a lift to rent it but the easy way is door knock knock on as many walls as you want if you want to paint them ask how, how do you work are you a guy that does it late night and everybody's asleep and awake in the morning and see this amazing piece of art are you during the day can people stop by i imagine you'd probably be somebody that would have a blast with a passerby i know if i saw you painting i'd come and and say what's up. And and I think everybody does it differently in the street art community, right? There's Banksy, who nobody knows who it is. Wordsmith, who was on this podcast when it initially began. He has his style. I'm curious, what is your vibe? My vibe is I invite anyone to come do it with me. So I'll put up, hey, I'm painting a mural here. Who wants to come help? And there's a couple of reasons I do that. A, some of these walls are pretty big, so manpower definitely helps. But I like people getting involved and I like them to feel the process and experience the process. And then they take some ownership, especially it's within the community. And they take just a little bit more pride because there is the message being told. There is the fact of beautification. But there's also how do you start engaging a community and get them active and get them activated? How do I create more people like me that are taking active responsibility? Well, we've got to show it and then we get to invite them in to do it with you. I love how you talk about community. Um, you, you've created that and cultivated that. We, we share one now. But I'm curious, among the messages and the art that you share, is there a lens, is there a theme that you hope is received by those that come and get to enjoy it, take a picture with it, have a moment in front, beside, looking, admiring one of your pieces of art? A lot of it's about just living in possibility and seeing the other side. You know, we all, I mean, right now, mental health issues are huge all over the world. And a lot of it is because we don't think we have a choice to look at it some other way, right? We see a commercial giving us a pill to fix one thing that then gives us 52 other issues. Hey, let's take care of this illness, but then let's give you all of these problems. I'm like, I don't think that's the solution. I think empowering us to realize like we have all the power in our brains. We have heart to help us get through these things. And it's just an invitation to say, look at it this way, but without forcing some, because if you try to tell someone to do it, they're obviously going to do the opposite. Uh, last couple questions before we get you out of here. Um, what makes you feel most alive? You've done a lot in your career. You've been rich. You've been broke. You've made money. You've created your passion. You're engaged. I mean, you have a lot. You like to travel. But what makes you feel most alive? Aside from all of those things, because obviously that plays into it, 
But right now, the few times that I've been in this position is getting in front of people in front of the crowd. Literally, I'm shaking, terrified, and something sometimes happens where I get a mic and stuff comes out of my mouth. And right now, that's been my most alive in this very moment because I can talk to this large audience and make a difference. And not doing it with wondering what it's going to look like. That's beautiful. That's why I do college football. It's the closest thing I can get to playing. Yeah. Light comes on. Let's go. You know, when you're, when you're calling a game. You've traveled just in the last year. Colombia, you built homes there. Philippines, you've got this great video on your social platforms. You explored there. Just got back from Ethiopia. Uh, you were in Paris. You were commissioned to work there. How does traveling influence your creativity? Traveling influences in the fact that I can see, I love going to the little markets like in Peru and all these places. We saw them making the alpaca yarn and it's just how people do things. Everyone does it different. Mm. So to me, when I look at something, I'm not taught specifically. I look at things. I try to reverse engineer them and see how my brain best sees it applied. So then I look at a lot of that in my travel. How are people, you know, not as well off as Americans? But they're out there doing it, and they're doing their little things in their little carts, or they might not have the right power, or they might not have the right water, but they figure out a way. It's just, It just shows me how creative people are in general, and the fact that nothing is impossible unless we say it is. I like that. We asked every Elite 11 quarterback a series of questions. One of them was, it all comes down to, I'd be curious your answer to that. Love. love and why is that because when you are giving love and feeling love and being loved everything else doesn't matter right humans are meaning making machines if we're afraid and we're feeling fearful then we're anxious and we're nervous and we're angry and we're bitter and we're jealous and we're insecure and we stonewall the world because we're not feeling love We're feeling all these things that stem from all you do is need someone to give you a hug, right? Like you mess up on the field and you're, you're about, you're feeling all these things because you're like, dude, the coach is going to lay into me. (laughs) You're terrified, right? But then sometimes he's like, look, that was the best thing you could have done at the moment. Our outcome didn't succeed. And he came from love. Then it's a different, then you're like, oh, wait, that's a different feeling. So I think if you stem everything from love, it doesn't mean we're all perfect. But love leads to choosing happiness because you can't make anyone happy being joyful and in bliss and in all these different things. But I do think it's funny that we've defined all these things like feeling happy is feeling loved. Why do we have to be? I'm in bliss. That means I'm in love. I am feeling joyful. That means I'm feeling love. Like everything's about feeling love or fear. Do you see the difference? But we like to overanalyze and overdefine everything. What are you seeking? Mm. The really, the really, the only thing I'm seeking right now is staying on the path that's leading me, and and making sure I don't veer from that because I made a choice to consciously choose other. So like right now, I know there's something guiding me, and I just keep saying yes and surrendering and falling forward toward that. And how do you feel about the word limits? We only set our limits. I mean, obviously we have some physical limits, but. If we really believe in sky's the limit, why not moon's the limit? 
or the Milky Way. I mean, Elon Musk isn't going to get to Mars by thinking he has limits. <laughs> well said, man. Well, I've been wanting to do this conversation for a while, man. Uh, for you, number one, congratulations on the engagement. And of course, all the work you're doing and partnering on the Elite 11 was a long time coming. I'm finally glad we got to collaborate on something. Yeah, that was awesome. I love it. Ruben, how can we find you? At Ruben Rojas, rubenrojas.com. Everything's at Ruben Rojas. That is right. Everything is at Ruben Rojas. Uh, what, what a fun convo. Ruben and I have known each other for a while, as I, as I talked about in the open, um, talked about a little bit in our conversation, but really, really cool lens that he that he sees the world of course through his art but i think what's more impressive is i think he acts that way um i think as he says art is his way of giving feedback to the world or how it all comes down to love or nothing is impossible unless we say it is you know i've gotten to see him outside of when he's being a quote-unquote professional that's that's him that's every day and i think as you get older um we kind of realize and accept that who we are in a work situation or in an interview situation or in just general life situations is who we are. And that's Ruben, uh, consistent, I think, across all, all lanes that he lives and drives and creates in. So big love, big thanks to Ruben for coming on the pod. You're going to love the next couple of conversations. We're talking to uh, big time, big time Hall of Fame basketball players. We're going to talk to some people that have made some huge noise in the worlds of sport. Um, also in the world of art. And then football season is almost around the corner. We got media days on the Pac-12 networks in a little bit over a week. I cannot wait for that. Make sure you check it out. Mikey M, Ashley Adamson, and our cast of analysts and reporters will all be on site here in LA. And football season is right around the corner. So once again, thanks for listening. Subscribe, rate, review, share it with your friends. And if you got things that you want on this podcast, let me know or guests that you think would be great. Kick over a tweet or a message at Yogi Roth as we keep the conversation going. And you know how we end this thing. The only limits that we have in life are the ones we